0: In Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry.
1: Welcome to Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. The usual driver of this show, Eric Goodman, is taking a few days off for his honeymoon, and congratulations to newlyweds Mandy. And Eric. I'm Terry Fry, and again, sitting in with me today and Tuesday is the versatile Justin Adams, news and sports anchor and reporter at Denver CBS 4. You can watch us on milehighsports.com and reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry, T F R E I, and at Justin Adams TV. And if you're so inclined, you can check out www.terryfry.com for information about my work and. Uh, you can read more about Justin and his background and work at denvercb.denver.cbslocal.com. That's denver.cbslocal.com. Welcome, Justin. What's
2: going on, Terry? How you doing? Not
1: much. Not much at all. Our alma mater's in the, going in the tank. And Hell yeah. Other than yeah. that, we're fine. Yeah. Time now for The Lead. The Lead,
0: presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk.
2: Well, you know, obviously there's been a lot of news that's gone on today, or actually I should say yesterday, uh, this thing called realignment. Yes, college football is changing if you like it or not. And two teams from the West Coast has made their way from uh, the Pac-12 to the Big Ten because it makes 100% sense to have USC and UCLA take on Maryland and Rutgers all the time. The one man that's here to talk all about it is our good friend from uh, BuffZone.com. Brian Howe. What's going on, Brian? How you doing, my friend?
3: Well, I'm not sure how I feel about either of you driving this show, but uh, we'll go with
2: <laughs> Well, we'll see what we can do. You know, we're always talking about... I got my know, learner's
1: permit last week. Right. <laughs>
2: well, well, you know, we have to talk about the most important conference realignment news today, and that's, uh, you know, Sunbelt Conference. You have three <laughs> teams going from there. Marshall, Southern Miss, and Old Dominion. Those are the teams you are definitely talking about, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess there's spots in the Sun Belt open. That's I, I don't right.
1: <laughs> okay, where does UCLA and USC possibly leaving or leaving the Pac-12 to join the Big Ten as soon as 2024? Where is that going to leave Colorado?
3: You know, I I don't know. And I, I'm not sure, as I think about this over the last 24 hours, what the best spot is for CU. Um, I think it, it could be staying in the Pac-12. I think it could be Big 12. You know, if I'm CU, the first thing I want to do is try to latch myself to either the Big Ten or the SEC. And then if that doesn't work, I think for me, I'd rather see them in the Big 12 than the Pac 12. So I don't know where they wind up landing, but if I'm CU, the first thing I do is try to get in the Big Ten or SEC.
2: Yeah. How do we get here? How do we get to this point where. You know, you you hear everybody talking about, okay, Oregon, Washington, those are the next two big dominoes to fall. And then you look at Colorado and it's treated like a third cousin. It's like a a redheaded stepchild. What the heck is going on there? How did Colorado fall from being a team that, and and look, I get it, right? Two winning seasons, 17 years. I understand the history from there. But literally the tradition from being a team that won a, a national championship was one of the teams in the 90s that was the premier teams Won the Big 12 at 01 to where they pretty much have nowhere to go from here. How did this happen?
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, that could be uh, the topic of uh, Terry's next book, actually. But uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it's such a long topic. But I mean, it is funny that uh, I don't know if it's if funny is the right word, but, you know, a, a guy that made a lot of the coaching hires that didn't work out is Mike Bone. Right. Uh, and I don't think that necessarily all those are his fault. I think that while it didn't work out, Dan Hawkins was considered a home run hire at the time. Yes,
1: it was.
3: And, you know, um, I, I actually think Mike McIntyre was a good hire. It just wasn't an elite hire, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike Bones, the one that led CU into the Pac-12, and now he's probably the one that's about to lead the, lead CU out of the Pac-12. But uh, so it's interesting how things have come full circle with him. But it, it's just such a series of things that have happened for a number of years at CU that they've never been able to really – Figure things out on how to get football going again. I don't know why that is. Um, you know, they haven't done it yet. I don't know if Carl DeVell's the guy or not. But uh, there's not there's no proof yet that he's going to be the guy to do it. There's no proof that Rick George is the guy to do it yet. So um, until they figure that out, it's going to be tough sledding for them as they try to stay a major elite football program.
1: Well, how palatable, palatable can it be to remain in the remain in the Pac-12 and you know, I, I'm sitting here thinking, I really believe it. they've been downplaying it and saying that's not what's going on. But I think they'll end up going after Oregon and Washington, too. And if that happens, look out.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. And, and To me, without L.A., being in the Pac-12 doesn't make a whole lot of sense for Colorado. I mean, L.A. is one of the reasons that they want to go to the Pac-12 was L.A. recruiting. they got a lot of alums out there.
1: Well, and their big rivalry with Utah.
3: That's right. <laughs> Those are the two things, right? <laughs> uh, but, I mean, honestly, it was such a big deal for a lot of those teams to make sure that trips to L.A. were a part of their schedule, and now you don't have that. You know, if Colorado's not going to be going to Los Angeles at all to play games, then honestly, what's the point in being in that conference? I mean, it, to me, it makes much more sense to go to the Big 12. It makes more sense to be in the Big 10. I mean, they are, I think there's some attractiveness to them in the Big 10, not as much as in Oregon or Washington, but... There are some things about Colorado that make sense to the Big Ten, more so than probably the Pac-12 the way it is now.
2: Well, what are those things? Because, I mean, everybody has their, you know, their opinion. And I know, look, someone said that the Buffs should go to the RMAC, for goodness sakes. And I love Mr. <laughs> <Lisa laughs> RMAC. But I don't want to see CU take on Colorado School of Mines, okay? Um, what are some things that CU has going for them when they put their bid in for the for the Big Ten?
3: Yeah, and I and I know... You know, there's a, a journalist in town that's often said they should go to the Mountain West. I don't think that's a step yet. Maybe that may ends up being where they, they go. But to me, I mean, as far as Big Ten goes, you know, I think that Colorado ought to try to align itself with Utah, you know, go arm in arm with really? Utah and pursue the Big Ten. Because, I mean, they're not going to, Big Ten's probably going to want two at a time, right? You know, you're not going to want an uneven amount of teams. So if you go with Utah, then now all of a sudden you offer the, the Rocky Mountain region and the Denver market to the Big Ten. I think the fact that everybody says that the AAU schools are a big deal for the Big Ten, and CU is one of those, and uh, you've also got you know, the possibility of renewing a rivalry with Nebraska. So uh, to me, those are things that I don't know how strong those things are, but there's some connection there, I think, that makes CU somewhat attracted to the Big Ten.
1: Maybe this is too much of a peeling-back-the-curtain question, but as a journalist, I'm sitting here saying, how the hell do they keep this quiet? I mean, it just yeah. it was sprung on us yesterday. CU clearly was blindsided. I mean, Phil Stefano and Rick George issued a statement today that kind of said that they were blindsided. Scathing statement, by how, the way. How, 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 the, <laughs> how the heck did they manage to keep this quiet?
3: Yeah, it, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, it sounds like from all the reports you read that the Pac-12 was stunned by it and didn't know this was going on. So um, I guess kudos to, the, to them for keeping it quiet. But you're right, I don't know how they kept it this quiet, you know, that— You know, when it was first reported yesterday, I saw people saying, well, I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) Within a few hours later, it was uh, official. So, um, in this day and age, it's kind of hard to keep things quiet. And uh, I guess credit to those that did it that they kept it quiet.
1: Their applications have already been approved, so much for the vetting process.
3: Right. (laughs) Yeah. Or or unless that already happened. And all that went, uh, all that happened way before yesterday.
1: We're talking about football mostly, but how does it affect CU? The rest of the athletic department
3: yeah i think it's a big deal and you know I, I think it's interesting what's happening with olympic sports i think that those are the sports that are going to suffer the most and mm-hmm. you know i think the more i think about it I'm, I'm starting to get on board with the idea of college football needs to separate itself and let those other sports stay in the conferences i mean i would much rather see usc ucla go play football in the big 10 but keep the pac 12 as it is in those other sports because it just doesn't make as much sense for basketball, volleyball, soccer, cross-country, things like that, to you know have the UCLA volleyball team travel the Rutgers and play in, instead of Utah. <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, so I, I think some of those sports are going to suffer in, in all this realignment because it is all about football.
1: The College Football Association years ago was on the right track when they were kind of going in that direction, just having football really run as almost a separate arm of every athletic department.
3: Yeah, and I, I think that's probably the, what should happen. I mean, I, that's what's driving everything. It's TV and football, and it's not the other sports, and, and those are the ones that are going to get hurt the most. Uh, it, not only do that
2: get, hit, get hurt the most, but I think of the kids as well. I think of the student athletes. I, I believe they get hurt the most as well because you look at all these TV deals, right? You look at the SEC, $66 million. $66 million annually we'll go to those schools each with uh, this new media deal and then there's talks about what 100 million dollars annually a year going to each institution within the big 10 but then you look at the student athletes and they don't see a penny of this. What can the student athletes do in your opinion to be able to get at least some some sort of cut um, within this uh, these big media deals?
3: Yeah, I don't know, and I think that there there was good steps that were put forward last year. NIL, I think, is a good thing overall. I think that that's going to help a lot of athletes. I just saw something uh, today that uh, there's there's two twin uh, girls basketball or women's basketball players that they're both approaching two million dollars in NIL deals. Wow, they've got like thirty some deals that they that they've already got. So um, that opens up opportunities for people like that. I think that's a great thing. Um, you know. I think one thing that people forget, and you know this, Justin, mm-hmm. you played there, but there's there's a stipend that athletes get, so they do get some money. I don't know how much. And a scholarship, and a scholarship, they get all that, but like the, you know, there is stipend money, and then there is, you know, because of the Alston case, there's that academic payment that they get now. So, you know, that's about six thousand bucks, and you know, CU athletes, I don't know what it is at other, at other schools, but they're getting over twenty thousand dollars outside of their scholarship every year. Between the stipend and and the the Alston case money, and that that doesn't sound like a lot when you're talking about you know 100 million dollars, but CU is not getting 100 million dollars right now. They're getting about 30. Uh, so, and, and a lot of that goes into trying to fund all these sports and the facilities and things like that. So, I don't think there's as much money just floating around there for the athletes as some people might look like there is. But uh, you know, I think nil helps to answer your question. I don't know if I'm totally answering your question, Justin, but. Um, I think the NIL helps to get these athletes some uh, monetary um, benefits from playing these sports.
1: Yeah. If I'm an athlete and I, I read that the SEC and big 10 is going to receive nearly double the revenue of oh, the God. other pack, other uh, power five conferences that gets my attention.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, it's going to be interesting you know, to see how big these conferences get and see what it does to recruiting and, you know, does, the Pac twelve, the the Big Twelve, things like that become a minor league and it's possible they do. I don't know. And where is CU in that? I don't know. I mean you look at their football program lately, it's hard to imagine them being included in the top half of, of the country mm. when they struggle. You know, they're just they haven't been a good football program and it's kinda of sad to see because of what we know it can be. But they have not been a good football program and now, it's hard to make an argument for them being one of the elite top 50, 60 teams in the country.
2: Well, you know, Terry, it's just too bad that all my eligibility has gone. I can't help them <laughs> out anymore, you know. Uh, Brian, before I let you go, uh, best and worst case scenario, and look, I want to hear the best first and then bring me all the way down, and I mean down to the floor with the worst case scenario for the Buffs.
3: Yeah, for me, the best case is that the Big Ten decides to keep expanding and it wants to be coast-to-coast, and add CU uh, along with an Oregon-Washington uh, teams like that, and they go to some 24-team super conference, 30-team super conference, and, and CU's included.
1: Even 18, though. They could they could even be one of the teams included if they go to 18.
3: 18, yeah, but I think that's less likely because that, I don't know if CU would be one of the two, but if they if they go bigger, to me that's the best-case scenario. Somehow get locked into the Big Ten or the SEC, and I think the Big is more likely. Worst-case scenario is that They don't get into that, and the Pac-12 dissolves. They're left behind, and they end up in a minor league, and that they're not one of the elite teams anymore.
2: Come on, R-Mac, baby, let's go! (laughs) (laughs) Brian, you're always a great friend of ours. Thank you so much for your time. really appreciate it. You bet, guys. Thanks. All right, that's Brian Howell of BuffZone.com,
1: and he's doing his thing, huh? And coming up after the break, we're going to bat around more about USC and UCLA leading the conference, and maybe some moves Close to our hearts and our geography, that maybe the Pac 12 could look at to try to keep itself a viable league. We'll be right back after this.
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's
1: Eric and Terry.
0: Welcome back to Afternoon
1: Drive with Goodman and Fry. Eric Goodman is taking a few days off for his honeymoon. And I'm Terry Fry, and that's Justin Adams with me today. Again, he'll be with me on Next Tuesday, and then Doug Ottawa will sit in for Eric on Wednesday, and then Eric's back from his honeymoon. I think tanned and full and very satisfied. That's right. Oh, he will be fatter. That
2: is yeah. guaranteed.
1: Well, you can watch us. Uh, yeah, at, that's Justin Adams. You can. He's a news sports anchor and reporter at Denver CBS Four. You can watch us on MileHighSports.com and reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry and at Justin at Justin Adams TV, and you can communicate with us what you think about the the mas- the uh the apoplectic mess going on up <laughs> at CU and you know I I want to say this John Wilner was an excellent journalist out in the Bay Area. Yeah. Broke the story on Wilner Hotline Fantastic.
2: Up- Fantastic. And
1: then uh, then immediately you know how it goes Justin. Mm-hmm. It says ESPN put up a bunch of stories saying Sources confirmed to ESPN. Oh, there which you is not go. which is a way of saying we're not claiming we broke well, the story. Yeah. But we're telling you the original story is right, but we're not going to tell you who said the original story. I hate
2: when they do that, don't you? Yeah, it's
1: a bunch of crap. <sighs> so what what why do you think UCLA and USC are leaving? Is it anything more than money? No. <laughs> okay, now <laughs> until our next break. <laughs> No, I mean we'll do uh, well, we'll do karaoke. Do all the small right. things.
2: Well, let's let's be very brutally honest. Um, USC does not have a team right now on the football field that's able to win the national championship. And, and ge-
1: they might be getting there though. with But that's
2: my point. When you look at the money that NIL, the big Ten ha- NIL, big 10 has to be able to put out to their athletic departments. Now you talk about what you could do to your head coach, the type of head coach you could hire. Then you look at the Lincoln type Riley. of different, yeah, type of different things you could do to your facilities. Oh, by the way, you could pay your assistant coaches a lot more like what the SCC yeah. does. So you could be able to get that talent, be able to get those kids uh, to be able to win on Saturdays. Um, it's just extremely important, and to be very honest, the Pac-12 as a conference has went down when you look at what happened with Larry Scott. Yeah, that's just br- brutal. Well, the Pac-12,
1: the Pac-12 network fiasco.
2: I mean, first of all. And the whole deal there. uh and, and look, look, and I work uh, at the Pac-12, and I enjoy. You did. It, I do. I, I still do. Actually, I, I enjoy. I enjoy the opportunity to be able to call games. It's a great experience. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, the issues that I have are with what happened with Larry Scott. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the money that's being brought we in per explain, year,
1: Larry Scott was the commissioner for years. Was the commissioner His for baby years. He was the Pac-12 network. He got like 50 million. And it never really got off the ground.
2: No, I am mean, you know what, he had like 50 million dollars or something like that on, on the way out. I mean it's just it's just very tough. Uh
1: Most Golden parachutes are nice.
2: But man, brother, look. Very nice. Very very nice. Did but you, do you have a golden parachute? I wish I did. No. Oh, I need one. I didn't. You didn't get one? Come on, man. Come on. Come on, Terry. Go ahead. But I'll say this is um, just overall, when you look at the Power Five conferences, right? And we'll still say Power Five because it, they still are until, you know, at least till next year <laughs> so, when things start to
0: change,
1: right? So it'll be like an asterisk. Next, it, 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 oh, there's an asterisk. And it'll, <laughs> and it'll say semi-power? Right. Well, you, you, if you look at the Power Five right now at this moment. So how would you? How are we going to divide them? We're going to have a super... Oh, there's, there's going to be... Two super conferences. There'll be two. SEC. What about the next? What about the other three power five?
2: Well, I wonder if what will happen with ACC. I wonder what will happen with um, Big 12, obviously Pac 12, too. And how many teams would come together? um, How many teams would, I mean, the ACC, I mean, for goodness sakes, you have Clemson, you have North Carolina,
1: Miami, um, you also have
2: Florida State. All those teams will be somewhere.
1: But look, look at what what the Big 12 did when Texas and Oklahoma signaled they were going to get out mm for the 2025 football season to go to the SEC. They went on and got BYU, Cincinnati, Central Florida, and Houston. Right. Do you see the Pac-12 doing anything similar to that? And I I don't know. This is San Diego State. This is terrible of me to say. Yeah. None of those four schools really ring my chimes.
2: No, none, none for me either. But how about San Diego State? Does it do anything for you?
1: Yeah, yeah it's, uh, the it's, Aztecs, it's a market. The Aztecs it's really a do something for you. School. It's a huge school. I get it, man, but... Okay, how about... Okay, I teased this a little bit, and I really believe this should be a possibility. I realize it probably isn't. Mm-hmm. What about the school up the road, uh, Colorado I, State?
2: I would love a guaranteed win every year. Okay. So please break them down. <laughs> I would absolutely love it, man. I mean, they should be the first team, second team... Danny. I mean, if we're this, looking,
4: is, a, this is arrogant buffdom right it's, here. It's I would say arrogant. it's a guaranteed win too. Thank you. you
2: oh, you, you guys! It. It's nothing but buff. You play in the little
4: world. brother so that you can beat up on him. That's very true.
2: I mean, you look,
1: look,
4: you Nebraska. Have, do you, they, you have
1: a little brother?
2: I do. Well, I no, don't, I don't. I don't have a little brother. I wish I did.
1: Danny, do you have a little brother?
4: Nope. I am the little brother. Oh. Did you get beat up on? No, my I had an older sister, so she was. super Sorry, I
1: repeat. There, did you get you beat go. up on? No. Okay. <laughs> But no, I mean, it's just,
2: I I always thought, look, look, here's my thing with Colorado State. It, it, this is complete honesty. I've said what,
1: it what's before. What's our phone number if, if CSU fans want to call in?
4: Uh, well, I'm the one that answers the phone, so they might not get on air. <laughs> but if they want to call or text, they can call or text 303-831-1340. That's the Go Fast Energy Drink hotline and text sign 303-831-1340. I'm going to cut
1: you off and be 100% serious. I think CSU should be a viable... Consider at least considered as a viable possibility to join the Pac 12 and the Air Force. I'll take it a step further. They
2: should be, and they need to be. I, I'll take that as just a step further immediately. Um, and this is why I would say so for CSU. Have you seen their stadium? Yes, I have. Sir. Have I've you been done. to Fort times. Collins recently?
1: I mean, it's, I get it's it. one big construction zone. Well, yeah, but look, there that ain't no lot
2: of that one. But I understand that. Look, there's a reason why they play games at five o'clock at Fort Collins. Why? Because they really don't care about the games right now. The no, team hasn't no, been. They
1: play at five o'clock because of the offshoot cable networks who have the games on the Mountain West tell them that's when they want them. At five o'clock. Or or later. <sighs> the the, the, the uh, eight o'clock starts are just terrible. Because it's rough. They, they don't really start at eight o'clock. They start at eight twenty-seven. Yeah. And you're out of there at midnight.
2: Yeah. Well, but the parking that's an issue too. But I will say this: Look, with with Colorado State. They're in the Mountain West to me, and I know everybody looks at Boise State, uh, Nevada, I guess you can look at, right? No. But I would say, when you look at Colorado State, there's no reason why they shouldn't be the best team in that conference every year. Every year. They have everything that you want. They have a really nice place to play at. Yes. New stadium. Yes. Um, Nice facilities. Yes. I've been there. I was amazed by the facility. They look great. Oh, and by the way, it's a great community that you play at as well. Not hard to get to. You can fly on in, do what you got to do, and fly out. They have everything that you want there. They should be the best team in the conference in every sport, not just in football.
1: Basketball, you name it. They're pretty close to the best in the league, I'm, I'm just saying ball. they're right there. So so that's hey, why. He's got the ship righted now, too. I don't know how long it will take him to get it uh, going in the right direction, but he's got it going in the uh, right direction.
2: This, this will be the last positive thing I say about Colorado State. Uh, there's a game next year, and I I don't know if it's at Fort Collins or it's in, in Boulder, but uh, that's when CU and CSU, they'll play again. Um, I'm pretty concerned about that game, to be very honest with you.
1: I thought because, you said you, it
2: was no, easy. I, no, I'm I'm just, well, first of all, it is easy. Tokyo, don't, don't let's not, not lie to us, okay? Boise State's still in the Mountain West. Yeah, Boise yeah, is still that. there. No, but uh, I think Colorado State is going to be very, very good this year. I think first year Colorado State's
4: in a bowl game. The 2023 Rocky Mountain Showdown in Boulder.
2: Okay, so it's in Boulder. Next year, or the following year, there will be a Canvas Stadium. There. We'll be in Fort Collins. Correct. Okay, so b- by the time this game is in, think about this. Terry, how about this? By the time that this game, the Rocky Mountain Showdown, is in Fort Collins, you could be talking about Colorado at Colorado State legitimately being in the same conference.
1: Well, that's the, the, 2024. The game was supposed to be in Fort Collins during the COVID. Year, right, 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 right. So that's, it got knocked back. That, that, that was the last game in the contract. Right, right, right. But see, you see, you basically welched on the contract. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But but that
2: game could really be one of the first games in conference play. Yes. Now I know that they have non-conference and all that, they have to figure it out or whatever, but you could talk about CU at CSU being in the same conference. And you just hope that it's CU still being in, whether the Pac-12 or the Big 12, uh, and not moving down to the Mountain West. I I do not like that at all for Colorado.
1: Okay. Well, we've got all the problems solved. We at least got it on the, moving in the right direction. And uh, we'll talk about this later in the show, and I'll say some things I heard about today. Uh, coming up after the break, If you had a million dollars, you'd be rich. Yes, sir. But if you were given $100 and told you must use it on a futures bet for a Denver team to win a championship in the next seasons, who would you take? That's next on Afternoon Drive. Nice.
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry.
1: Welcome back to Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Eric Goodman is taking a few days off for his honeymoon. What do you think he's got on his third Pina Colada by oh, now? Oh, already. If he's not. No, no, no. We're talking about
2: Eric here, not on his third. Come on like his sixth or seventh baby, like the Avalanche, huh? <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah. They, they. I don't think any of them would have passed the sobriety <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm Terry Fry, and that's Justin Adams over there, the news and sports anchor and reporter at Denver CBS Four. You can watch us on MileHighSports.com and reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at t fry t f r e i and at Justin Adams TV. You hit. You wore your Montbello high sweatshirt last week. That's right. And I am wearing my farmer's sweatshirt. Dude, that looks good you. know, once a farmer, always a farmer. And again, I forgot to turn it in. It was, you know, when I graduated from high school 17 years ago, I turned in most everything except for this.
2: Hey, you didn't, you know, I I forgot to turn in a whole lot of stuff too. Like I said, back in the day, like, you know, jerseys, helmets, totally forgot about turning that in.
1: Well, this is Friday. So the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge is with Ty, Cal, Cade, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. And it's, we're going to talk about, depending on where you look here, the future odds for Denver's three teams now in the offseason are the Broncos are plus 1,600 or 16 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, the Nuggets are plus 1,800 or 18 to 1 to win the NBA championship, the Avalanche are plus 400 or 4 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup and repeat whether for value just because you think it'd be a good buy or mm-hmm. on a whim, which one would you take and why?
2: Give me the Denver Broncos all day, every day. A- things happen when you have a brand-new quarterback, and obviously with Russell Wilson. Um, he just changes the the face of this team, changes the atmosphere and everything about it. Um, look, they're going to be in prime time. And they're going to look real good this season, no matter what. And so it's very important for them to get off to a great start. And we've seen it year after year. The last two Super Bowl winners have been Tom Brady and also have been Matthew Stafford. And what was the reason why? It's because you have those brand new quarterbacks who so can work.
1: If the Avalanche are sober by Christmas, I'm taking them at plus 400. <laughs> Guys, what do you think?
2: <laughs> what do you mean what you think? You think, are they going to be sober? We should have did that bit right over here. Do you think the abs will act October eleventh with yes. them, Will all twenty players be sober on the ice? That's really the question.
1: I think they will be by then. You know, that was a real <laughs> aberrational day for them, and let's be honest. Uh it was really pin up pin up it, it was, it was. Uh it was an emotional day. Uh some T V by the way, some T V producers uh fouled up and didn't have the delay switch. Coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. How much of a problem is that in the newsroom? Well, there's not much what
2: you can do for a live event like that. Uh, we had a big email, by the way, at Channel Four, where we, uh, <laughs> to say the least, we made sure that uh, when we replayed it, uh, Gabriel Landeskog, for some reason, he was cut very short in that program. Um, but I mean, look, you, there's nothing really you could do about when you cover something live. Things happen like that. Um, but now, when you do it on, you know, your streaming service, and you also replay it on on TV, you got to make sure that you clean it up for uh, FCC purposes.
1: Let me just ask you, and I, I'm not trying to start anything. I'm not trying to put out a hot take or anything else. But do but, it. But you saw an open display of public drinking. Yes. And, and uh, even Bo Byron moved turned 21 earlier in the month. It's it's legal. There's nothing wrong with right, that. Right, right. But what if what if uh, all of the Broncos, let's say Russell Wilson, after mm-hmm. winning the Super Bowl, slipped two f-bombs into into his speech (laughs) and the players are on the fire trucks we're all openly drinking Well, well would there have been a stink raised about it
2: i think i'm going to answer this with another example i think back to uh you know david ortiz big poppy and everything and he has in championship parades but more so i think back to uh you know boston strong and things like that where he let out a couple of you know cuss words and things like that right it happens from time to time. I mean, even Draymond Green, which is not surprising. I mean, with Golden State at this year's parade, yeah. he let off a couple of cuss words. I, I And I don't want to say like this is the way that it, it's going to be always from here on out. But when you are covering these type of events, you have to understand that the athletes, as they are separ- celebrating, they're most likely not going to be on their best behavior, especially when you have a couple of, you it know. Was encu- it was a frat party. It was a frat party. We have no, a couple true. of encouraging drinks in your system. A couple? A lot of encouraging drinks in your system. Oh, I should say, as my, as my professor used to say in college, copious amounts <laughs> okay, of encouraging drinks in your system. Uh, it, it, it's going to happen. You're going to have things like that uh, go on.
1: Did you notice also when Joe Sackick mentioned Stan Kroenke, Stan Kroenke did not address the crowd. No. And he was also booed. And I, almost, I don't think it was real widely booed, but it was, he was booed. And that that all goes back to the Comcast altitude fiasco. Do you think we should get over it? Um, yes and no. So let, let me be, run radio, you never
2: want to just you know be both-sided. So I would say no. You don't want to be over it yet. And this is why. It's because this is the... The champions. This is the Stanley Cup champions in your town. You want to be able to see them. And I get it, right? You could go and watch it on Direct TV and everything. And I get it, right? Comcast, altitude, those type of issues. But Pirates. Well, but 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 it, it, just as a fan, you want to continue to say, Hey, on any outlet, I want to be able to watch this team. And so no, you don't let it go, but there's more of an understanding now that people have been able to see 20 games of this team in the post in the postseason, and it was awesome. So now is a great time, a great time as yes, ever, exactly. for Altitude and Comcast just to be able to find some sort of common ground, get it figured out, because it will be great business for everybody. There is a viewership that is waiting to watch this team, and they want to watch it on October 11th. Hopefully, we'll all be able to do so.
1: Stan and Josh Kroenke should understand that they're the most successful dual owner in, in all of professional yes. sports. It, it not, I'm not even talking about the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the Nuggets. And the Avalanche, with Toronto, Washington, and New York, mm-hmm. those are the other places where the same owner owns both teams. They're by far the, Toronto's in there now, but they're per, they're pretty close to being oh, way above the rest. Oh, agreed, agreed. And so they should have pride in that and they say, "Why am I being booed here?" And the last three years, they've got nothing from Comcast, mm-hmm. so that's not a great economic decision. Right. This is just this is just a, uh, a petty fight right now over. Oh, among mega billionaires, both corporations and, and individuals and companies, it's a petty fight over that. Why not just take whatever you can get from mm-hmm. Comcast? I'm not taking Comcast's side, right. but take whatever you can get from Comcast as a lost leader to get the games on television and to show gratitude to the fans.
2: Well, you just hope that both sides are able to find some sort of common ground again, right? And, and again, look, it's it's good for both sides to be able to find some sort of common ground, especially with what's going on. People want to watch this team. People want to watch the Denver Nuggets, okay? Um, and look, there could be more programming as well on Altitude if you put it on Comcast. Advertisers want to go and put their money into this. So now is as good time as any to get this
1: taken care of. So you and I can be the mediators, right? Dang, right, we can. As, as Irv Brown used to say, lock them in a room. That's right. Tell them they can't go, you can't take bathroom breaks right? until this is settled. It uh, might be a stinky situation in there, to say the least. <laughs> See, the last three years, we might need
2: some porta potties, okay, <laughs> to get that figured out. <laughs> oh, well, we'll give
1: that a shot. Let's let's at least throw that out there. And if I'm Stan Kroenke, I'm saying, why am I being booed at a celebration of a championship that really should start the wheels back in motion and and get them moving towards getting this darn thing settled? And I'm not again. I think we all have to emphasize. I am not taking a side. I think you're not taking a side. It's just a business battle. Get it
2: done. Well, you also want the side of the fans too, right? And the fans. And I get it. Again, you could go and make the decision to go to DirecTV. You could do so many other different things. And let's just call it what it is. If you're, there's fans who watch online. There's different ways to do it. Reddit, all the oh, other really? stuff. Oh,
1: really? Can you tell me how to do that during a break?
2: Terry, I'm
1: here for you, my brother. Thank you. I got you, man. Danny, what do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it.
4: Today is Canada Day, so we'll take a look at some of the. uh,
1: Organization?
4: Organization, exactly. We'll take a look at some of the uh, best Canadian basketball players in the National Basketball Association. Uh, We'll also talk about the Colorado Rockies, the one team you guys didn't mention could be the next to bring a title here. I don't think anybody was surprised by that, but they are playing this weekend, and the Diamondbacks have had the best of the Rockies so far this season. So can they turn that around? That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Adams and Fry on Mile High Sports.
2: keep it cool used to be a fool
0: all about the bounce in my step watch it on the news what you're gonna do i could hit refresh and forget afternoon drive with goodman and fry presented by silter har mazda a no pressure buying experience in broomfield at silter Harmazda. mazda find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild
1: Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back to Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry. Eric Goodman is taking a few days off for his honeymoon, and I'm Terry Fry. And sitting in with me today and next Tuesday is the versatile Justin Adams, news and sports anchor and reporter at Denver's CBS4. You can watch us on MileHighSports.com and reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T Fry, tfrei and at justin adams tv how do you consider yourself the swiss army knife at channel 4
2: yes a pretty good looking one if i don't say oh, so yeah? myself you know baby i sharpen that sword every day baby
1: do you need to do, do you, is there anything else you want to do there i have i've asked you several yeah, times no, not doing the weather and you haven't done that not yet
2: but uh i've been sent out to several weather reports not uh quickly i know we got to go to another quick segment, but uh when it was, I think it was June first or second or something like that. I was sent up to the mountains, and it was snowing. I couldn't believe it; it was snowing up there, and I was like, "This is ridiculous."
1: But I do a little bit of everything: weather, sports, news. They need it; I get it done. I just want to come there some night when you're doing the weather, and you can show me how to do the blue screen. <laughs> it true. looks fun.
2: It's a green screen, my man. I'll take care of it for oh, you. Okay. Yes, sir.
1: Time now for the final word. The final word.
0: Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville. Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to
4: mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, today is Canada Day, so happy uh, Canada Day to all those that celebrate. Uh, I saw a tweet on Twitter that said, happy Canada Day to the best Canadian basketball player with a picture of Denver's own, Jamal Murray. That's right. So, what Canadian basketball player, in your opinion, is the best in the NBA right now, hailing from our neighbors to the north? Jamal Murray, Andrew Wiggins, R.J. Barrett, Dylan Brooks, someone else, perhaps?
1: Right now, I take Andrew Wiggins, especially because of an emergence in the playoffs. I can't believe I'm going to say this, especially as I gave him so much crap i know what's coming andrew wiggins goodness gracious he was the difference wasn't he yes he was oh now jamal murray gets healthy and gets back he'll he'll he might be able to leap to the top of that list very quickly right hey by the way you know who's a big basketball junkie who you got nathan mckinnon is he yeah he wanted to play basketball in high school up in uh, halifax and they wouldn't let him because he was already a he was already a much touted hockey (laughs) prospect and, and he had it is everybody told him not you don't want to be playing basketball no no but he's a pretty good basketball player really he's never met a shot he didn't like well uh, you yeah, know, not only in uh, basketball but also in hockey not bad
4: just in case you missed it the colorado rockies in action this weekend they've got some fireworks going on at the game tonight and tomorrow against the arizona diamondbacks they'll also be playing the diamondbacks on sunday uh the D-backs have won two of three games versus the Rockies so far this season. But they're still terrible. They're still terrible, but I guess you could probably say the Rockies are terrible as well. Pitching for Colorado tonight, Senzatella. Tomorrow, Gomber, and then Cool, the expected starter on Sunday. So, how will the Rockies fare in this stand three-game series versus Arizona?
1: The key is whether they can put up their own fireworks instead of having to wait until after the game and mm. have the workers do it. I like it. Uh, and there's also one way to stop fireworks,
2: too. And Water? that's to have good pitching. Well, oh. that, too. Well, you gotta, you got to douse the flames, right? And that's what the uh, abs. I mean, not the Avs. <laughs> I do that Rockies, all the time. What the Rockies need to do, it starts off with good pitching. Sensatella needs to have a great day, as well as the rest of the crew. I just don't know, man. Sensatella hasn't been that guy this year. Uh, it is what it is. It's the Rockies. They're one game back of the Diamondbacks, nine games out of a wild card spot. If you're going to make a push, here's your opportunity before Broncos training camp starts and, you know, the end of the month and nobody cares about you anyway.
1: Well, if Chad Cool keeps pitching well, that'll help too. Yeah, that really will help. Chad Cool, that was nice, wasn't it? Yes, it I was. I guess the Dodgers? A ooh, complete ooh. game. Ooh.
4: Nasty. Just in case you missed it, the San Francisco Bay Conservation and Development Commission voted 23-2 to 2. In favor of reclassifying a 56-acre terminal at the port of Oakland, so it can be the potential location for a new ballpark for the Athletics, the Athletics been a lot of murmurs that if they don't get the new stadium, they will be on the move, potentially to Las Vegas. Uh, this is only the first step in the legal process before the team can start that building process. But Oakland recently lost the Warriors and the Raiders. Does this give uh, this vote give you a little confidence that the A's will stay in Oakland as their only professional team not at
1: all there's too many hoops too many hoops to jump through before they can get it done and i've been hearing this about the baseball park slash football park because it was a dual facility for years and years and years and nothing ever gets done
2: you know what just happened in uh the pac-12 yesterday (laughs) no honestly right but you didn't take care of your business people leave and look i'm sorry oakland but you didn't take care of your business and guess what you probably lose your team
4: if the uh, A's leave, is that a bigger hit than either the Raiders or the Warriors? Yes, because yes. they have
2: nobody else. There's yeah, nobody else in that region Last, last and man it, standing. Oh, Oakland's such—look, we give them crap so much with and the there, Oakland there's Raiders. There's
1: 81 home games, too.
2: Yeah, it, it, it hurts the economy. And this is one thing that I've learned doing more news rather than in, uh, sports as well. So being that Swiss Army knife uh, working at uh, yeah. Channel 4 is you learn the economic impact that it has Not only do you, when you lose a team, do you lose the people who work there, but you also lose the community around the area. You also lose bars and restaurants and all the different revenue that would be in that area. That gets lost as well. So that's a big, big drop off for that area if they do lose the
1: area. What if if somebody throws out, though, that the Bay Area does have a team, the Bay Area does have the Giants. You can get there from the Bay Area. It's not the same. It's not the same as being right in your
2: neck of the woods. I get it, you could go across the bridge. Yeah. But it's a different, total different thing when it's right there at your front door. It's the difference between saying this way that you have the, the Denver Broncos. If we could look Jim, ge- mean, had the Raiders well, in 49. But I'm thinking about the geography, right? Yeah. Well, you talk about the Denver Broncos being downtown where they are right now, even though Meow Wolf and Illiges and all that's close by, where the Broncos are right now. That's the difference between them being there and all the bars and restaurants and all the housing and everything getting the revenue from there and they're moving to the airport. That's the big difference right there. Now all those restaurants, all those places that relied on the revenue from the games will no longer have that anymore and will now go to a different area. Yeah,
4: and San Francisco got the Warriors, mm-hmm. so they're still the Golden State Warriors, stayed in state, stayed in the bay, but left Oakland, and a lot of their fans in Oakland were there for the tough years mm-hmm. before they got to creating this dynasty that they're in the midst of now. It's across the bridge. Absolutely. Just in case you missed it, uh, 4th of July coming up on Monday. Terry, Justin, what are your favorite parts of the 4th of July?
1: Joey Chillin and eating in the uh, Nathan's Hot Dog Contest. It's back on Coney Island where it belongs after a couple years away during the COVID crisis.
2: I need barbecue in my life. stat. I need all the barbecue. I need ribs. I don't need one rib, I need two ribs. I don't need two, I need 20. I need to have as many full rack, half racks you could give me. I need barbecue sauce and everything, baby. I need baby back ribs. I need your mama's ribs. I need all of them right here. That's what I love about Independence Day.
1: So Denver could have a rib eating contest and you would be the favorite? I would. Where would I, we have it?
2: I, I, it could be right here in the station. I would be the favorite to go and eat about 5 to 10 and take the rest home. (laughs) Because, man, I need those leftovers. No, you can't win a rib-eating contest eating 5 to 10. What's the fun if you can't take anything home with Tupperware? That's what Independence Day is all about. You bring the biggest thing of Tupperware you got, or you just get a big plate, you get some aluminum foil, and you go and take it home with you. You a big potato salad guy? Yes, sir.
1: I kind of figured it out. Come
2: on. Potato salad. Greens. Coleslaw. Shall I go on? Rolls. What else you need, man? Come on, Danny. I know you take some of that too, man. Sweet potato Absolutely, pie. Absolutely,
4: yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to have to get myself some barbecue maybe tonight after the show, after you're talking about it. I'm, I mean, shall I continue? I'm licking my lips.
2: Shall I continue? <laughs> Cheesecake? Should, should I keep going? Do you want me to keep going? We can do the cookies, pie,
1: whatever you need, baby. I need it. That's what I need keep for Independence Day. Oh, come on, Or man. key lime pie. One Wait, of the two. What, ice cream? Yeah. Vanilla? Stop it. Well, that was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. Coming up after the break... What does the avalanche... We talked about the odds Mm -hmm. of the avalanche winning back-to-back. Yep. What do they have to do in this offseason to make that a reality? We'll be back after this.